Gospel Message Week 3. It's titled Encourage Others. Encouraging others within the body of Christ. Encouraging others, simply just encouraging one another. And I'm going to start out reading the book of Psalm 19, verse 14. Psalm 19, verse 14. It says, May this word of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. And I know people will ask, how does that have anything to do with encouraging others? But if you read that again, it says, May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. So basically what we're trying to do here is saying that what we say and what we think should be pleasing in the sight of God, which means that for everything that we say and everything that we think, we have to be, it has to be holy, it has to be good, it has to be, you know, um, something that is presentable before God. It has to be pleasing in the sight of God. And when you say something has to be pleasing, it basically means that it's good for the eyes. It's good for the heart. It's good for the ears. It's good. It makes the, whoever it is listening to it, it makes them excited. It makes them happy. It makes them rejoice. So if we're asking and pleading or this prayer particularly is saying that may the words of our, of our mouth and the meditation of our hearts may it be pleasing in the sight of the Lord. And we're only expecting, we're expecting, we're expecting to just do this before the presence of God, but not before the presence of man, then we have completely lost it. If the words of our mouth and even the meditation of our hearts towards our next brother or our sister or the next person standing beside us or someone we know and someone we do not know is not pleasing, how much more before the sight of God? There's a part in the Bible that says that how can you love God that you see you don't you do not see and love and you do not love the man and or the woman that you you see how can you claim to love God that you don't see but you cannot even show some sort of love towards somebody that you see on a constant basis First John four verse twenty says if someone says I love God and hates his brother he is a liar for the one who does not love his brother whom he has seen how can he love God whom he has not seen so basically. If you're saying that you want the words of your mouth and the meditation of your heart to be pleasing in the sight of, of God, but the words of your mouth are not even encouraging your brother, the words of your mouth are not lifting up anybody, the words of your mouth or your actions even are not pleasing in the sight of people, how, much, how, how can you please God if you're not even able to please the next person beside you? And if God is, a, is an all-seeing God, an all-knowing God, a God that sees the hearts of man, that actually searches the hearts of man, and your actions alone cannot actually detect, detect good, cannot even be, cannot, cannot, cannot detect kindness, cannot detect, you know, love, how are you able to please God? Ephesians 4 verse 29 says, Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. So if, if, if Psalm 19 verse 14 says, is saying that, May the words of my mouth and the mention of my heart, let it be pleasing in the sight of God. And Ephesians 4 verse 29 is saying that, Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth. Basically saying that, so that it may give grace to those who hear. So it's not just God that is listening to to the words of your mouth it's not just god that is actually searching your heart yes god actually searches your heart but the words of your mouth basically say out of a man's heart comes 
forth the words that he speaks. So if your words are corrupting, if your words are not encouraging, if your words are not uplifting, if your words does not bring healing to the souls and the minds of people, if your words or even your actions are not kind enough, how is that pleasing in the sight of God? Because God searches the heart. So you cannot even pretend. You might pretend to be kind, but your heart towards that person might be evil. You might pretend to be, to be, to, to say good words, but your heart towards that person might be evil. But now God is not saying, okay, God is not, not listening to your words, but he's actually searching, searching deep within your heart. He's searching within your heart. Romans 14 verse 19 says, so then let us pursue what makes for peace and for mutual or building. The Bible has so many verses that I, I can continue to quote that talks about how we're supposed to uplift one another, how we're supposed to encourage one another, how we're supposed to create peace between one another, how we're supposed to help our next brother and our next sister, and not just necessarily within the body of Christ itself. We need to go out there and also speak words of encouragement to people out there that are seeking healing, healing of their hearts, healing of their bodies, healing of their souls. The word of God is a, is a double-edged sword, sharper than a double-edged sword. If you speak the word of God to people and not just, you know, faking it, but being, being sincere and you're speaking the word of God to them, you're encouraging them, you're building them. The person that is down, that you're not exactly sure what's going on with them, you speak the word of God, you have, you've encouraged that person, you've spoken life into that person, and you've spoken God into the, into the person's life. First Thessalonians 5 verses 11 says, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. And how are we doing it? you know, with the choir, it's the songs of praises that you sing. You encourage people to let them know, know you know, people come into the church sometimes just to release their burden. When they hear the, the songs coming from the choir, it releases their burden. The sermon, the sermoners have to prepare themselves when you're preparing, when you're delivering your messages, because those are messages that, that might actually trigger the hearts of people to be encouraged that yes, there truly is a God. The prophets, the prophetesses, everyone within the body of Christ, we all, you know, we all play a part in encouraging and building the body of Christ, building one another up. And when we have visitors that come into the house of God, let us welcome them with an open hand. Let us encourage them. Let us bless them with the word of God. Let's not be partial to who we want to be friends with and who we want to keep close, who we want to talk to, who we want to encourage. No, because God is not a God of not a God of partiality. He loves us as, as we are and he wants us to en encourage and build the body of Christ. Another thing people need to also understand is if you do not know someone closely, watch what you say to them, you know, because if you don't know nothing about them and you don't have anything good to say, just keep, just close your mouth, just keep your mouth shut and just, just don't say anything. It's better for you not to say anything that to, than to take another Christian or someone that that's looking for Christ or looking for a place of worship will come into the house of the Lord and then we use our own words to actually send them out of the house of God. If you don't have anything good to say, and I pray that every one of us have, we have something good to say to our brethren and our brothers and our sisters, but if we don't have anything good to say, it's best to just keep it quiet and just let those that have something good to say, say, say something to them, you know, because... 
our main purpose on earth is really to serve God, to worship him, to win souls. Because he said, go out there and win souls, win souls for, for, for Christ. And if people are coming to the house of the Lord or we meet people on the street or at our place of employment and we don't have anything good to say to encourage them, it's better for us to keep quiet because a lot of us Christians, we feel as though because we're Christians, then we do not want to mingle with the world. We do not want to mingle with, not not the world generally, but with people that are non-Christians. But those are the people that are sick because Christ said, I do not come for those that are well. I come for those that are sick. Try and speak the word of God to those that are not Christians, those that are not, that do not even know Christ. By speaking the word of encouragement to them, by acting, you know, you let your, you let your character rather, not acting per se, but let your character, you know, no, depicts that of Christ. Let your character be, 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 be that of Christ. So that way people can see you and say, truly, this person serves Christ. And I want to know this Christ that this person is serving. But if your words are not encouraging, if your words do not build anybody up, if, 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 if even the thought of your mind will reflect on the things that you say, we need to be careful on how we actually approach people and how, on what we say to people, on how we deal with people. So that way we do not, we're not the ones that will use the words of our mouth to push people away. Just like Psalm 51 verse 13 says, Then will I teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. How are we supposed to teach transgressors the ways of God? We don't even know how to do that. But the only way we can do that is by speaking the word of God to them, is by encouraging them. It's also by our own character. Because when they see our character, we're pretty much teaching them the ways of God. And this way, they can be converted unto God. We keep praying that prayer, but we, don't even, we do not even have a clue of what to do with it. He say, says, I will teach transgressors thy ways. We, are not, we, we can't even show them anything. But the, way, the only way we can really show them is by the words of our mouth, the character that, 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 we, that we display to them, you know, the way we lead our lives. If our lives, if we live a very reckless life, how are we supposed to bring people to Christ? How are we supposed to encourage people with the words of our mouth? We're living a very reckless life. I pray that we'll all go out there and continue to think about how we can encourage others. And if we know that, you know, we, we, if you know that you have a particular way of speaking that brings people down, pray to God and ask him if this is your weakness, because we all have one or two weaknesses that, you know, we, we do have it. And God is willing to help us, to teach us. And to, you know, to allow the Holy Spirit to minister onto those weaknesses and turn them into strengths for his glory. If you have a reckless way of speaking, we all know that we have something. Pray to God and ask God to take it away from you and let him turn that around into a way of encouraging people. And not just the words of our mouth. Let our hearts be pure. Let the thoughts that we think towards our neighbors, let it be pure. Because at the end of the day, you might speak the right things, but your heart is what God searches. I pray that God will help us and I hope this message will bring light to the lives of people and um, go ye forth and encourage those out there. God bless you. Bye.